Right now, though, it's time to have a chat to Julia Sandu. He's got three runners heading to headquarters tomorrow, but the star of the team is Lofty Strike in the new market with Froggy Newitt looking for another new market to sit on his mantelpiece. Good morning, Julius. Michael, how are you? I'm very well indeed. Um, how's your big boy after his brilliant run at Sandan in the Oakley Plate? Has he continued to improve out of it? Uh, Froggy seems to think so. Everything back home suggests that he's taken further improvement from that run. So, um, most importantly, he's nice and healthy and happy. He's come through the racing really well. Uh, the improvement side of it is just, uh, you know, the natural progression of these. had two good runs under his belt. So, uh, he's uh, cherry ripe and ready to go. We've seen he's performed well down the straight. He won brilliantly there as a two-year-old, and he wasn't far away in both the Coolmore and the VRC Classic. So do you think he's a better horse down the straight or around a bend? A really interesting question. Uh, he's won some really good races down around the bend. I mean, that, that prelude race at Caulfield was very, very good. Uh, the Rupertown was outstanding, and of course, his last race in the Oakley Plate was he did everything but win. So it's hard to fault his racing around the bend, and I think it kind of perhaps gives him an opportunity to settle in, tuck in behind, because that's just the way nature of how it goes, and then finish off. That said, um, his racing down the straight hasn't been too bad either. I mean, he was very good in his debut run, and uh, um, uh, the the cool more, of course, we bumped into uh, in secret in devastating form that day. And uh, his last run in the uh, in the Dali Sprint, I think the challenge with the straight is sometimes you can get exposed early because they just fan around and uh, and um, something in front of you doesn't take you or carry you into the race long enough, and stuff like that can happen. Um, I, I, I don't go into the race with any question in my mind as to whether he handles it any better than the band or not. I think he'll handle it just great. He's, he's a mentally very strong horse. And uh, it, we just need an ounce of luck, I think, Michael, and hopefully we get that on, uh, get it tomorrow. And, and it does come down to luck a lot of the times when there's a big field down the straight. And, and where you're drawn in gate 12, you're going to be right next to the favourite, I wish I win. And you've both got similar racing styles where you'll be coming from behind. Marzu's out there. Baller will be out there as well. And September run. So you're happy with the group of horses that have drawn in and around you? Yeah, I think you've named, you know, all of the real... Uh, well, every horse in the race is a class runner, obviously, but you've named a few that are very similar to our pattern running. Uh, we've got in secret two two barriers in from us as well, so she's probably going to be served thereabouts. Uh, and I think it's going to be one of those things of, uh, you know, as you said earlier, uh, you need an ounce of luck. It doesn't take a lot in a field like that. When you're racing against class animals like you are, you know, it doesn't take much to get beat. You need everything to go your way. And hopefully, hopefully, this bloke's had his fair share of adversity. Maybe it's time for him to have a little bit of good fortune. If he gets that, good luck. Are you confident he'll be in the top three? Uh, if he gets the right run and if he gets the ounce of luck that we need, I'm confident he'll fight to finish up. What about your stable mates that you're taking to headquarters tomorrow? Uh, J-Rod 2 goes around in race number one. Um Fit enough to win? Uh, he's, ha he's, he's healthy, he's happy, he's fit. Um, I think he'll enjoy uh, the, the Flemington circuit. Uh, the track will suit him well. Uh, big open track, nice, good going. 
Um, whether or not I can beat the favorite, uh, not sure. He's a very good animal, obviously, the class horse of the race, and we've seen enough of him in his four runs to suggest that he's, uh, he's going to make a really good stare. So whether or not uh, we've got the brilliance to beat a horse like that, don't know. But the one thing I do know is that he puts himself in the race and he gives himself every chance, and he'll do that again, and he'll run honest. And uh, for whatever reason, if things don't pan out in the other direction, then we'll be right there. And you've got a hundred of one that you're having a crack at in the CUNY Stakes with Moya Lass. Um, she's still a maiden. She's shown ability. Uh, why have you decided to throw her in the deep end? Um, I've always had a good opinion of her. I think, uh, you know, her first campaign was predominantly a, a, a learning experience and a maturity thing for her, both mentally and physically. Um, she's developed and matured physically a fair bit from her first campaign to now. Um, the mental side of it is still work in progress, and that's not to be suggesting that there's anything drastically wrong with her, but she's going to get better as with more racing. Um, and I think at her best, she's one of those horses that will develop into a really, really nice mile, mile and a half, uh, a mile and a half type of horse. Um, it's a stepping stone. She's healthy and fresh enough to run a mile out. Her initial run at seven furlong suggested that she was looking for that little extra rise and trip. And um, you're only three once. It's a good opportunity to have a a good old crack at something like this. Uh, I think she'll enjoy the circuit more importantly. You know, when she got around the bend at Pakenham, uh, she kind of unbalanced herself a little bit. And then when she straightened up, she hit the line real hard. I think the opportunity to go down big open space of Fleming to give her plenty of time to balance up. And uh, um, hopefully she's hitting the line hard. And uh, wherever she runs and whatever she does, she's only going to be better for it. Well, it could be a big day. I know you've got Lofty ended in the TJ. If he runs well in the new market, is the plan to head to Sydney as well? Um, yeah, I think the plan is definitely to head down that path. Um, the outcome of the race tomorrow uh, will add some conversation, as you can imagine. Um, I'm not necessarily suggesting that one way or the other it would make a difference whether we go or not, but conversationally there will be a fair bit more to discuss if he was to uh, uh, be lucky enough and good enough to win. But at this point in time, he's nommed at the t- in the TJ. There's every intention to take him there if conditions suit. Um, the only I suppose, question mark would be is if the track, for whatever reason, and you can never, ever predict the weather, you know what that's like. So if if we're not, if the track tends to get too much on the soft side, well, that would definitely raise the question. Julius, best of luck with Big Lofty tomorrow. He deserves a change of luck. Appreciate that, Michael. I certainly hope he gets it. If there's ever a horse that deserves a little bit of fortune, it's him. (laughs) <laughs> that is true. And uh, if he can win, jockey Craig Newitt will become the most successful jockey in the new market's history, which is quite remarkable, isn't it? He's chasing his fourth win in the race and it is the 150th running of uh, the new market tomorrow currently. He's on three wins with Damien Oliver, Harry White, Athel Murray and Harold Badger. So what an honour that would be for Froggy Newitt, who's won on the quarterback for Dino, Sham Express and also Miss Andretti. Good luck to Lofty and Froggy tomorrow.